Hey, it's the 15th of uh, February, Thursday, 2024, just in case you forgot what year it was. We're inching closer back to the wonderful season of winter. Oh, thank God. It was a bit cold this morning, and I was like, oh, yeah, I loved it. I, why doesn't, why can't I get cooler earlier? That's all I'm saying, because, like, trying to go to sleep, and it all, I feel like it cooled down, and then it just got hot all of a sudden by the time I was like, I'm going to go to sleep. Mm, I feel the same. I just, oh. And I'm going on a holiday next week to somewhere that's like 35 degrees at the moment. So I don't know where I was going with this, but okay. I'm just going to hope I don't get sunburned. Well, I think I think that no matter I didn't how, get I've... burnt. No, I got burnt last time. A briefly. A little bit. A little bit. I, I, the back of my ears and neck got burnt, and then yeah. I had to go to a court case. It's land long and title story. court. Long story. <laughs> but I had to sit there up the front as the only white person <laughs> in this courtroom neck. with a red, literal red neck. And I was just like, they don't they don't think I belong here. I was like, <laughs> we're trying to prove that like I'm related to this title and it's just like it's not it's not up to a great, <laughs> not a great look for us. <laughs> How's everyone else this morning been? Um yeah, it was a good Valentini day yesterday for mm-hmm. those who celebrate. Oh yeah, did you get up for dinner? Yeah. Yes, I've yeah. got leftovers for lunch today. Nice. Yep. Nice. You? Uh we went we went to a Korean place because that, nice. uh, it, it was a surprise, and mm. I was like, I'm so surprised. Um, but I got some great gifts. Nice. I was very happy. Um, it was lovely. I love Valentine's Day when I have a boyfriend. When I'm single, I hate it. Yeah. It's horrible. Get it away from me. Are you, uh, do you think flowers are, are like flowers dumb to you? Do you like flowers? Or do you think I love dumb? flowers. We just do flowers. On, like we, we don't do a lot of gifts. Mm. It's like flowers and chocolate for Valentine's. And then gifts for like anniversary, birthdays, Christmas. Personally, so, I require yeah. a gift for every single <laughs> event. Like, I, I do. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I am a prize, and you should give mm. me gifts. And I got some really good gifts. I got some stuff for my kitchen and some Demon Slayer comics. No. <laughs> I was starting a little manga set Very going. Angry. I was like, I was pumped. Mm. Um, nice. But, yeah, what about you? Do you think Valentini Day? I got a high five. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. yeah I bought them as a Apple Watch. Oh. Whoa, okay. Thanks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Yeah, you waited, you like waited till we said I was nah, like, oh, well, yeah, Paul, like, this is an Apple Watch. It's no biggie. It's no biggie. We don't really do gifts. I think, because I think Valentine's Day is a bit of a scam, but like, so? I'm like, not the one spending the money. So yeah. Like, My missus bought me shoes the other day, so I was like, nice. I should probably oh, get yeah, her something. Nice yeah, nice shoes. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, I should probably get her something. My favorite thing is taking it to her at her work because then she yeah. gets all flustered and yep. then she also okay. gets to brag yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is, yeah. this is why I, I love flowers and Valentine's because we used to do this thing in high school. We were like, we had this tradition between like Wellington Girls, Wellington College and you send roses to each other. Mm. I remember oh, that. I never got them and they, the girls would dress as fairies and come to the room and deliver if you had a rose. And every year oh, I was good. like, oh, I hope I have it. Never got one. Never got one. So now... Now I have a man and he gets me roses on Valentine's and it's making up for all that, like, all the time. Nice. I ran the, the rose delivery thing at my high school and I don't know if anyone has heard any of my stories from high school, but I was a very different person. Mm. Um, and I just used it to manipulate people. I just, I straight up was, like, giving people roses that weren't actually from that person and saying uh, that they were, or, like, uh, not delivering them or, like, whatever, just to create chaos because yeah. I mm. was crazy i guess yeah i don't know but it was it was fun i actually you know what it's reminded me that one year i did ask my mum to drop off a rose for me oh. and then i try to act like it was from someone from the the boys school but the rose she got me was different from all the ones from like 
Oh. And then people were like, we know that's not from, like, that's from someone else. And I was like, I wonder who it is. That's so Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of, oh, but they go to a different school. That's yeah, 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 yeah. You don't know them. I they go, they they go to a different school. I'm not a good liar. So I was just like, oh, maybe it was my mum. <laughs> maybe. Oh. maybe. <laughs> um, as well as Valentine's Day, it is coming up to Lunar New Year, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. There was a lot going on in town last night, actually. Like, lots of performances and bits and bobs. Oh. But yeah, Lunar New Year, a lot of fun to all my Korean friends. Say here, book money, bado say Sarangi. Have a good year. Hope you got some money. When's um Auckland's Lantern Festival? Uh, that's true. Cho- so that's for the Harvest Festival. So like, oh, I can't okay. remember the name in Chinese, but the Korean name is Chusok, which oh, okay. is like the Harvest Moon. So there's like two a year. So you've got your like Lunar New Year, which again I only know Korean. So mm. in Korean is Sonal, which mm. is like New Year, and then Chusok, which is Harvest Festival. So they're like kind of similar. You do similar things, mm. but like on like a career story when I first got there I just like just got off a plane been there like a week and my really good friend um, Mia took me to her like family like Sol Nal celebration and you like bow down and say like see here book money but do see all to like the grandparents and they give you money and I was like okay like she's like bow to my grandma ask her for money and like as a westerner I'm like that's crazy, but okay. Mm. And so I do it, and then her grandma gave me like 500 New Zealand dollars. Oh. And as a Westerner, again, I was like, I can't accept that. Like, that's too much money. Like, try, you know, for us, that's polite to be yeah. like, no, but that was like the rudest it's, possible thing yeah. I could have done. The grandma thought it was crack up because she's like, this chick has no idea what's going on. But she was like shoving this money at me. Mm. And I was like, it's a pretty good holiday, actually. Like, yeah, that's not bad. Cash, like, I'd, like that. not? I'd like to get involved in that holiday. Yeah. Um, also, this week, uh, we did a little thing. A little thing. Nothing much. Nothing much. Uh, the Tahi Live. Yeah. Pati Pati. Pati Yeah, we did that. We um, did that live. We did and that. In person. It was the Tahi, but live. Mm. And it was, uh, fun. It was great. You made, you're like, you didn't sound like it was, I, see, like, like it I was, was uh, explaining it to other people, and Harry might have the same experience, because we, we went in like I had to go get a trailer, and then we lugged all the furniture down and st- built the set. And then like after the show, we had to take all the furniture back. So like there was a part of me the whole time we were doing the show, I was just like, <sighs> I'm gonna have to pick these couches up when we're finished. Like there was, that's all that was like I was going through my head. I was just like, oh, I gotta get this trailer back by ten thirty. <laughs> so like there was a part of me that was just like slightly dull. There was admin involved. Yeah, you know, like it was just like it. It kind of. Yeah, it wasn't until we went out after the show and got to see everyone that I was kind of like, oh, people enjoy that. Like, I was like, oh, cool. It's kind of like <laughs> when you host a party and you know that you're on cleanup duties afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah, kind of yeah, working yeah. the whole time. You're you trying don't... to have, yeah, you're like, this is fun, but I'm going to clean this up. Yeah, you watch someone break something and you're just like, I'm going to deal with that eventually. Yeah. But um, you ladies, you had fun? Loved it. I yearned for so the fun. stage. Mm. Yeah. Genuinely. I had so much fun. I just love being live. It was great. Did my jokes. Got some laughs. Mm-hmm. My ego is completely out of control today. And it'll probably be like that for another week. And then someone mm. will say one thing to me and it will go straight back down. I'm like Kanye West in that sense. <laughs> Not in any other, but just in that one. Of My uh, ego is just like, ooh. ooh, ooh. Mm. Mm. Lots of compliments, yeah. I, I love my job even more. It was so fun. I was definitely, like, the team can confirm. I was just anxious, like, for a long time uh, you were nervous before okay. we Cause, before cause we got care. on stage I think all three of us turned around and saw you just staring at the wall yeah I was doing <laughs> some box <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But you go, yeah. I'm just breathing over yeah. here <laughs> we were um, all like you're gonna be okay yeah but like, then as soon as I got out I was like this is so chill like mm, yeah. I know I recognise heaps of these people in the crowd yeah. and like 
it was just it's this it's just a chat it was just that people were watching it's um i will say that's like one of my first stage experiences where i've gotten to just sit down oh. and there's oh, something yeah. about getting comfortable on stage that makes doing live stuff just a bajillion times yeah. easier yeah having to stand is actually the slightly different experience yeah, yeah. It's way more uncomfortable just trying to act natural on stage yeah. standing. Yeah, when you're standing there because you've got that almost. But yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I honestly had a great time. I mm. remember right before when um, Midi was really nervous, I was like trying to make you feel better and I was like, oh, I'm nervous too. Like, it's fine. Oh, I wasn't even nervous okay. at all. I wasn't even marginally nervous. I was mm. like, just like, nah. <laughs> it's like, this is my thing. It's going to be fun. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's okay. Like, we're all nervous. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it was honestly so, like, it was chill. I, mm. I freaked myself out. And I'm proud because I didn't let any intrusive thoughts come out during the night. Every day an intrusive thought pops out of me Mm. and I'll act on it or say something about it. That show, none of them happened. And I got to go home not like overthinking anything. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Hey, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, that's a great achievement right there. You should feel good about that one. Yeah. No, I think I think it was a good night. I hope we get to do some more. That was a big thing I heard a lot of people being like, you guys should do more of these. And I was like... But Harry can drive the furniture next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to do way more of it. I love being live on the mm. stage with the people and the lights and the microphone that I'm turned up really loud. Like, that's what I'm all about. Just mm. attention. People clapping at me. Oh, my God. Like, I wish that there were people here clapping during the show. <laughs> like, how good was it when people clap for you? The next oh person my God. we hire just is here to clap for us. Yes. Mm. We should get an intern. <laughs> sit in the corner over there and just clap for us but, anyway um, if we do more tahi shows you gotta come you don't want to miss out it was a good night everyone enjoyed themselves we enjoyed ourselves the reviews are really good um sam v and jordan with a y massive thank you oh to them God. they were insane both of them were so good yeah um jordan like also like she's really humble and she was like i don't know how to play guitar and i was like um, okay, I heard uh, yeah i was like excuse you <laughs> i was like uh, you're doing pretty good we were backstage for the performances but we were back there jamming we were like moving dancing yeah i wish i got to see some videos afterwards mm. of the performances but i was like oh, i wish i got to sit out here for a bit and have a look at what was going on you know and sam v just as per usual that guy's voice is so good and you know what I love about Sam V he knows it oh yeah he, he knows was it. like doing bits being like this is how good I am at singing mm. like he's amazing oh, yeah, I can show yeah, you yeah jumping world. into that and then jumping back in to finish off the note of the song amazing uh, I saw that um both of my aunties took a photo with him and Elijah the guitarist. Yeah, I mean, and I, I was like, uh, I was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I get they didn't ask for photos with me. <laughs> <laughs> the guitarist was really talented. Oh, too. Elijah's great. He's in so many bands. Yeah, um, yeah, he is. Yeah, no, they actually. Uh, I, I can't say too much, but um, him and uh, some other prominent artists, maybe the names of Hales, um, have a pop punk salmon boy band I've so, I oh. saw them post a teaser That's on cool. TikTok yeah. and I don't know I guess the algorithm for TikTok knew me well enough that that popped up when it had like two likes mm. and I was like oh yes like <laughs> absolutely and then I was like adding hey I was like oi like <laughs> I was like, let me come play film music video. Like, I want to come hang out. There. Like, I'm into this. Yeah. But, um, yeah, massive thank you to everyone that came out on the night. Massive thank you to everyone that helped us be able to put that show together and have that show come to fruition. Um, and uh, one last pati pati for Matua Harry. Um, love and appreciate you. Harry even came on stage. He did a whole little skit. He did a skit. He did yeah. a skit. It was great. State of emergency has been declared in Christchurch after a blaze in Port Hills kept 
blazing through overnight. 80 homes have been evacuated. And just 33 minutes ago, we got an update that the fire has spread into Adventure Park. It's also looking like later in the week, there's going to be more high winds and there is no rain on the horizon. Oh, dear. No. Poor Christchurch, man. Honestly, they've been through enough. They honestly, those also, like those Port Hills, they had a wildfire, like almost exactly the same time on the 13th of February in 2017. Like it's happened Mm. before. So for a lot of people in the area, this is their second time experiencing this and having to evacuate again. Like, it, they've just I I feel I feel for Christchurch like they they just go they go through so much but yeah a huge appreciation for like the firefighters that are out there at the moment oh, yeah. the guys in the helicopters everyone involved we've got some RNZ reporters like Charlotte Cook there at the moment who are keeping an eye on things and keeping um, our website updated yeah big shout out to the firefighters they've had like they've had a very busy couple years like with the cyclone hurricane whatever you want to call it uh, last year and the flooding and mm-hmm. things like that there's been a few fires up here in tamaki makoto and then for this uh, it's a lot of work and i feel like they are often underappreciated and under celebrated for what is probably one of the riskier uh first responder roles they have done amazing with what they can do and you can just see that it's it's got to be a tough job for them yeah I, I don't know if you remember when we did um it was a silly whimsical bit about the physical test you have to do to be like a, a police uh, officer yes. or a firefighter right. and we were like damn the firefighter one is so hard oh yeah these people work incredibly hard but um one thing just to put out to you guys is that the cause of the fire is still being investigated we mm-hmm. still don't know what started the fire um, and FENZ is asking anyone with photographs or videos of Port Hills taken between 1.45 and 2.45pm on Wednesday to send through those images so they can try and find the cause uh, yeah. of this fire. There's also power outages to over 50,000 homes yeah. because of this fire and hopefully uh, we can get it contained before yeah. weather gets hotter and winds get higher, yeah. which is what we're all really hoping for. And that the message that's been put out as well is to stay home and also like no drones they've said like please don't if you've got drones don't send them over like it's Mm. just risky yeah they shut down all helicopters when drones go out so you can't like it's just it's air safety right um so I, i think this happened recently somebody flew a drone out near the rubbish fire in auckland uh, and they had to ground all the helicopters, and the helicopters were the only way they were able to get water there because oh, the uh, wa- there were water issues on the street. So yeah. the owner drone, probably not a great idea. I imagine if you're listening to this, you're probably outside of Christchurch at the moment because I wouldn't imagine you're like, my go-to place right now is tight. But um, yeah. uh, if you are looking for information or you're trying to find out about Friends of Fano down in Christchurch, remember there are those power cuts. Communication might be a little stricter at the moment. Um, but places like Civil Defence and things like that will have more information. RNZ is also an incredible source at the yeah. moment of keeping you up to date with what's happening. Um, Stay safe. Yeah. Miss Samoa is here today with me. Star of the brand new series, I Got You Season 2. <coughs> um, season 1 came out a couple of years ago and we're stoked to have Season 2 just come out on Tahi this week. How are you going? I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah, a bit of traffic, but I'm here. It'd be like that. It's yeah. just, it is what it is. People can't drive. I Got You is a show about Mac, who's a bit a love lost and helps other people find love for money. Yeah. Do you have a lot in common with Mac? Do you feel like you're love lost? No, or... I'm giving advice out for free. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> not even making money out of it. <laughs> um, yeah. No, she's... I think that's her, like, vulnerable side, eh? Mm. Is that she doesn't know 
it for her. Like she doesn't know how to get it herself. Yeah. But she can see it from like a bird's eye perspective, but not from a POV. Yeah. <laughs> but in this season, it's there's like, spoiler alert, it's a bit of a love interest. Yeah, oh. I was gonna ask. Okay, because I always think about like, because I'm obsessed with myself. I'm like, when I'm on a TV show and they cast my love interest, like I'm gonna pick like James McAvoy. Like, gonna, <laughs> like, did, was it? Fun? I love him. He's yes. so hot. Yeah, People act so like he's not hot. hot. He's People, hot. Thank you. For he's sake. hot. Thank, he's hot. Yeah. He's hot. Him and um Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy could yeah. abs- absolutely yeah. any day of the week. Get any it. day of the week. Yeah, don't remember. <laughs> I'll drop everything. Like, I'll get in the Uber. Like, it's fine. Straight up. I'll pay for it. Yeah. Pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, like, what do you have in common with Mac? Um, I think, like, unconventional approaches to things. Like, not the norm. And I discover that because sometimes I do something before thinking and then someone else is like, why was that your first thought? But it achieves the same goal, I I've think, so. Been there. Yeah. Been there. I mean, you do do things your own way because, like, your story with comedy is, like, quite different to anyone else in New Zealand in the way that they came up, whereas, like, you did it yourself. Like, you were like, I'm I'm just, I'm a comedian, I'm just going to do it. And, like, you don't hear that a lot. No, it's just, like, when you're, like, the opportunities that we have in New Zealand for comedy, and when you're, it's like when you're with your group of friends and you can joke and be yourself and then, the opportunities that we have in comedy, I wasn't seeing my friends in there. So I was like, how would I go where my friends are? Which was at home. Yeah. You don't want to stand up in front of like an audience of white guys and you're like, hey man, I, I don't know them. if these are going to land. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and it wasn't about getting rid of them. It was about bringing, <laughs> bringing my friends too. Like, yeah. Yeah, because I don't mind. I love white people. Love yeah. them. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> people don't say that a love lot. Love you, sis. <laughs> When I got you, like, a series like that, putting it together, did you get approached to be in it? Or were these, like, y- your ideas that you wanted to get out there? Uh, Abba Rose and Stallone um, called me and said, uh, we're going to go for funding and we don't have an idea or anything. Um, did you want to come in and brainstorm? And then did a little brainstorm. And I'd never written for something like that before, for a series that's three minutes. <laughs> and then Stallone... Um, took me under his wing and gave me a little playground and said, here's the kind of boundaries and outline and you write to this. And he gave me ingredients and all of that. And so then I came back and was like, how about this? Sometimes they were like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But other times they were like, well, yay, this is great. And they always... Uh, gave me notes, which I love. I love notes. I love, me um, too. Yeah, gee, I'm like, tell I'm me like, what I'm doing. Otherwise, I'm just gonna. Ke- I'll just yeah. keep going. And no, if no one tells me it's like not funny or like not good, I th- I'm always gonna think it is. Yeah, I'm always gonna be like, I'm the funniest person here. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> if you don't tell me that I'm not, we're all we're in trouble yeah. now. Like, yeah, hundred percent. If you don't give me notes, I'm like, oh man, you don't care. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> people don't give me notes. I assume they loved it. I'm like, yeah, everyone was eating that up. Oh, no, nice no one had any notes. On you. <laughs> no notes. Yeah, very that. Um, it's funny because, like, this season one of I Got You was funny. Like, it feels like a big moment in my life, even though I wasn't in it. Because when I, it was the first season of anything that I ever funded when I started working here in the Light Little Commission team. Sure, so Yeah, all good. You're so welcome. Like, you're so welcome. But I show you Any no, season three funding. Yeah, hard out. Well, hey, everyone. Hey, Tim. <laughs> we're thinking about season three. Um, but I loved it and I was like real happy it worked out because I was like oh, yeah, if yeah. it doesn't we're all going to look up <laughs> but it's so funny I always went like how do you find everyone to be in it because there's so many dude that's Abba Rose 
She's a cool she ass. She's so agent. onto it. She should be an agent. I actually told her that once. Yeah. I was like, you're so good at like wrangling people. Yeah. Yeah. And she's good at fitting stuff, like fitting people to roles, to characters. Yeah, there's just like so yeah. many extras in it. There's so many, like for like a, what you look at it and think, oh, it's like quite a small series, you know, like short episodes. And then you're like, there's like 80 people on yeah. the screen right now. There's like so many people. She's like, who do you want? Um, who do you think we could cast as a love interest? I'm like going through the books. The yeah, yeah, that was kind of like, <laughs> He's hot. He's hot. Oh, yeah, he looks good. She's like, no, he... but they won't fit the role. <laughs> <laughs> they can fit me. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, can we just get the books of anyone with abs and we'll just go through. Oh, man, throwbacks, man. It was yeah. a while ago now, actually. Bit of a gap between seasons. Yeah. What, are you, what, are you, what have you been up to? <laughs> Where might we have seen you in that time? What have we been doing? I mean, you're on Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Yes. With the tattoo. Did, yeah. Love the tattoo. Thank you. I'm glad it's real. Thank um, you. I was telling I was telling Boba before that one of my friends thinks it's fake, so I've confirmed it's actually real. It's real. So, there it is. I loved that season of Taskmaster. I think it's like the funniest season of Taskmaster. Oh, yeah. When you were trying you. to sell weed to that teenager, yeah. I think about that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Was there a show that you had ever watched before before you went on it? Nah. I didn't think so. Nah. <laughs> And everyone thinks I'm crazy. They're all like, what do you mean you haven't seen it? And then I go home and my whole family's like, what's that? (laughs) It wasn't. It looked really fun, though. Well, the first day I called my agent, I was like, that was mean. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that. That's why I was like, all these people like dying, to be honest. You're like, this is cool. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea they had like a waiting list and all. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Um, You were in Samoa recently and I heard a rumour that you lost your passport and got stuck there. Don't believe the lies. <laughs> Don't believe the lies. People are trying to make me look bad. I would never. I'm responsible. <laughs> I'm 27. <laughs> I'm naturally an adult. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go back, eh? Hey. What to find it? <laughs> oh no, I gotta go back because I need a. Wasn't enough time. I want to go back for like a year. Oh so, yeah, like yeah. settle in. Yeah, I've never been, but every time I talk to um, Saul Malo about like, oh, should I go to Sa? He's like, you're gonna burn and you're gonna get too hot, and I don't, I don't what know. What a white salmon! That's <laughs> <laughs> because he came back burned the house, but it's true. I would burn. I got um, you know them um, like ancestry DNA test things, which I like kind of am scared of because I'm like. Here, like, here's my DNA so I got my sister to do it because I didn't want to give them my shit but I wanted to know and um, man it was so funny it's, you, it can, you cannot get whiter you literally cannot get more Caucasian like one side of my family is like a bit Swedish Viking stuff which oh, I will cling on to forever because yeah, yeah. that's cool the giants but yeah. then um, the rest of it like 85% is just the English Midlands, like right in the, not even, <laughs> nor, not even Irish, like not Welsh, like nothing cool, just like where colonizers popped out of the ground. <laughs> and then I'm standing out there in the sun being like. respawn spot, eh? I was like, yeah, literally. And I'm like, this isn't going to, I can't do this. I'm not built for it. And it's like people like, oh, my ancestors looking out for me. I'm like, first of all, my ancestors would see me and be like, why are you friends with these brown people? <laughs> and then they'd also be like, get out of the sun. Like, what are you up to? But I've been thinking about that a oh, lot. Oh, damn, I need to do one. Maybe I should do one. Yeah? When yeah. You, like, what do you reckon it would say? Wow, it's going to be 100% Samoa. <laughs> Samoa. And you'll be like, whoa, what? It's crazy. Tell us what is your favourite moment from I Got You Season 2? Whatever music uh, Bunny's made. Oh, yeah. He's so good, eh? Yeah, he's real good. Yeah. And that's probably one of my favourite moments from Season 1 is when um, 
the Balagi song. Yeah. Is yeah. <laughs> that the one where she sings a song and then the girl's like, oh, oh he likes I'm Tongan. Yeah, yeah, I'm Tongan. I don't know yeah. what you said, but that was real nice. Um, but heaps of moments. I really like, um, oh, was that spoiling? Yeah, no, you can spoil. Yeah. You can spoil. We can spoil. Yeah, go not spoil um, it. I really like just like, they're just so, it's quirky, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it is there's quirky. Like, yeah, there's yeah, like, like cute little Heaps of quirky moments. Like some guy who owns the washing, that laundromat, you know, like um, in his room, who does it for free, who doesn't talk. And then a girl, someone girl who's like mute. Um, and wants to fold laundry. Yeah. What a beautiful connection. <laughs> and it brings them together. I wow. liked episode one where, the, where there's the singing battle. That's, that yeah. was so fucking funny. Yeah. I was like, that could be me. That could happen to me. Do like, that's something that, that would happen to me. That first season, they made me, um, they made me sing with Puli yeah. and the Balangi. They made me sing with them. And when the cut came through, they cut me out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh yeah, sweet well, Jean. You can't, you can't, be, you can't be Miss Samoa, massive comedian, and also good at singing. Like it would be too much. Like how would you think that makes me feel? Sad though. There was like ten takes. So if you missed out on the live show, a big portion, a segment, some time we gave to it was Evie's rants. Mm. People, the people yearn to hear your opinion. On whatever it may be, whether that be, uh, what are some of the things we covered? Girl dinner? Yeah, girl dinner, um, giraffes, insurance companies, mm. fire dancing, and then uh, someone who will remain nameless wanted me to get in trouble, so brought up Taylor Swift. Ah, yes. Yes. Yeah, but we're not going to rehash that. Yeah, no, that can stay in the... We value that can our, stay at Q Theatre. We value our privacy. If you want to see those rounds live, you're just going to have to wait until we appear live again. But you do have an opportunity. I feel like we can't let the people miss out on hearing some great opinions. So, you know, we were talking about it, and there is a there is a beloved film from a lot of our childhoods. Something that a lot of people cherish and hold near and dear to their heart. And then Disney was like, let's do more of it. Yeah. And it kind of lost its place. But I know you probably have some strong feelings about it. It is The Lion King. I just don't like it. I See, I don't get this. I, it's crazy, eh? And it's like, I should like it. Mm. You know? Like, it's got everything I would normally like. The songs are I want every... that. The songs are beside the point. Songs are great. Songs are freaking Timeless great. classics. Like, don't even, it's not about the songs. The songs are amazing. But, like, I watched it as a kid, and I don't remember this because I was really little when I first watched it, but I was like, lions can't talk, first of all. This movie's stupid. Because that's the type of kid that I was. Mm. I didn't like talking animal movies. I was like, mm, that's not realistic. Toy Story? But I was like, no, I didn't like Toy Story either. I thought Toy Story was dumb. But I really loved, like, Sailor Moon and card captor sakura and they're like magic girls and i'm like that's mm. more realistic to me i mean yeah, right. that that could happen to me feasibly i could turn out to have magical powers and gorgeous dresses that i transform into that that's reasonable but lion king talking lions wasn't going to happen draw the line. but the thing is about that movie is that we're all supposed to feel really bad for simba you know because like it is said his dad died right in front of him because mm. of scar his crazy but sexy uncle mm. you know it's like this all happened because your dad said to you, don't go to the elephant graveyard, and you did. This is on you. Like, mm. And the whole movie I'm watching it, I'm thinking like, yeah, like we wouldn't be here if you didn't go where you weren't supposed to go. Like, mm. I'm sorry, like low key, not to make Simba feel worse, but mm, your dad's here because of you. Like, I'm sorry. So the whole movie, we're like, and then he gets it. Then he just gets it. He's like, I'm not even gonna stay around, own up to what I did. You mm. know, I'm not even gonna like try help my mum who's now left here alone with my evil yet sexy uncle Scar 
He didn't even, like, you know, like, he just goes off. He just pisses right off. And then he meets, like, you know, Beyonce. And he's like, oh, my God, I love you. And she's like, girl, things are really bad back home. Again, Simba's fault. Again, all his fault. Everything's his fault. And then he comes back and everyone's like, woohoo! Yeah, Simba's back. Why would we want this guy back? Mm. Why would we want this guy back? Could we not go find another guy? Mm. No other guy. There's no other single lion in this whole ass pride alliance who's like, I actually have some leadership ability. No, apparently not. Apparently not. And also, I feel like the them all hating on the hyenas... It feels a bit racist. Yeah, I've always it felt fe- that. Like, I don't yeah. know what race they're meant to be because I wouldn't want to make that assumption. Mm. But it feels a bit sort of segregated. Like, mm. like Scar's like let the hyenas in, and they're like, "Oh God, town's gone to the dogs." We bring Simba back; he'll fix it. What? Yeah, I didn't really. I don't. I don't really get it. And then that live action one with Donald Glover and Beyonce—that mm. was really unsettling. I was going to put to you. Uh, John Oliver plays a bird. Well, he reckons he's an actor too. Yeah, that movie was bad. It's, no, it's like you've got Donald Glover and Beyonce in the movie still bad. Like, that's crazy. Soundtrack was phenomenal. Oh, yeah, again, soundtrack, soundtrack's not included in this conversation. Beyonce? Like, oh, to just do the movie, make her do more movie soundtracks. My God. She's so good, eh? Oh, my God, the new Beyonce. Oh. Oh, country is in. Love it. Also, and, uh, like that Verizon ad that she did at the Super Bowl. Like, mm. talk about that's the most I've heard her speak in like fifteen years. Um, Beyonce dropping new music, overshadowing the halftime performance. Pretty outrageous. What Love, did Usher what do a to power her? Move. Like, what, what do you think Usher move. said to her at some point? Because she seems like the type of person yeah. that Usher said something to her like eleven years ago, and she was like real humble and like Beyonce about yeah. it, and was like, okay. And she remembered, mm. and she was like, oh, you're doing the Super Bowl. You shouldn't have called me fat eleven years ago. Like mm. she's given. Like I feel like she's that type of girl, mm. and she's allowed to be because she's Beyonce. The queen. Beyonce. Mm. Um, loved it, but didn't like that Lion King movie. Sorry, Beyonce. You can't win them all. You know. I was asked what my opinion on it is, uh, the Lion King, and I was just like, it's good. I don't have strong feelings about. Yeah, the Lion yeah, King. Like, I was like, right. yeah, it's right. Like good I movie. guess. Like I don't know. There's other kids' movies that I. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm not saying it's a great movie. I just don't have strong opinions about it. The I Broadway guess. show is wonderful, though. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll okay. say. But it's like interesting because it could, like, it's like with Star Wars, I didn't watch it as a kid. Mm. So when I watched it as an adult, it doesn't have that, like, special nostalgia to me. It's like yeah. so I never saw Aladdin either because I was really scared of the genie. Ah. So I never watched it. But I watched that when I was like 18. Loved Aladdin. Mm. Prince Ali, 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 Ababa. Like, mm. what a movie, you know? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Very grateful to have joining me in the studio an illustrious guest all the way from Morningside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I'm mostly at these days, bro. Uh, we got new women in the building uh, coming in here to talk to us a bit about Big Fan, but before we get into that, a bit about you. Yeah. Um, how long have you been working in the music industry? What do you do in the music industry? Oh, um, I guess... Um, a little bit about me being that big fan for two years, running the studios there. Um, I was lecturing at a music school called Mains, which is unfortunately shut down now, but I was there for six years lecturing. Studied there previously and through... Well, moved up from Gizzy, actually. So I'm from Gizzy. Oh, moved up here in 2010, studied music, and just like fell in love with... Um, the possibilities of what you could do in the music industry so mm. currently i'm mostly producing and songwriting mm-hmm. um 
as well as managing the studios at Big Fan. And I do a lot of live work for artists. So play for um, an artist named Paige. So I'm oh, her music wow. director. So um, do all her live performances, go on tours and things like that. So I kind of like um, do a whole bunch of different things in the industry to like scratch all those musical itches, you know. Mm. Love to play. I love to be in the studios and get nerdy. Love to um, meet people, like running events and all those things. So... But everything. So it's been a while, man. Yeah. So 2010 moved up here, and just been in it since then. When you when you first went on to study musical, or even maybe maybe even before that, did you know that like producer songwriting was something you wanted I had, to do? Nah, no idea, man. Because this was, I think, yeah, 2010. I moved up here, and at that point, I was just mainly playing guitar, mm. and I was in bands. Um, had no idea what music production is. Um, now I feel like younger people no mm. um, but back then it was a lot less accessible just because computers were trash yeah like, like yeah. now you can just produce on a phone bro or mm. an ipad or um laptop but back then you needed like a booty computer like mm. like a ten thousand dollar computer just to run the recording software i remember like when you'd hear that somebody had a macbook and you're yeah. like oh you you're can like, run editing software i know I know that was crazy back then. So I think sometimes people forget like how accessible it is now mm. compared to where it was. Like, um, was it Nisha Mystic who recorded their first couple of songs on a PlayStation or something like that, like I, a PS One? Yeah. yeah, something outrageous like something that. Something like yeah. that, man. Like back then, you just kind of to do, you know, what you could with what you had, mm. and then now, like literally, you can do it on a web browser on your phone. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy, man. Yeah, the kids are the kids are doing so much, and it's cool. I think it's a great way to it, it, it's provided us so many incredible talents that otherwise yeah. we wouldn't have if we didn't have this kind of accessibility. Because like back in the day, it was like there were no services for artists nah. to be able to get support in making music, learn how to make music, uh, yeah. record music and release yeah. music. Yeah, and releasing, like distributing. Like now you can just do that yourself. You can put a song on Spotify yeah. yourself. When streaming first came around, it was like, how are artists going to get it on here? <laughs> and now there's so many people out there that can teach you about it. And I mean, like one place in particular that I, I really appreciate for what they do for artists is Big Fan. Yeah. Um, so for it. people who don't know anything about Big Fan, maybe they're not musicians or maybe mm -hmm. they are, they just haven't heard about it. Yeah. Tell us a bit about Big Fan. So, Big Fan is a um, not-for-profit um, organization run by the Little Family Foundation. So, um, our founder is Joel Little and his wife, Gemma Little. Um, so, Joel, um, known for his work with Lord, like doing the Pure Heroin album, working with Taylor Swift, uh, Khalid, like if you know Young, Dumb and Broke, that's Joel, man. Yeah. Um, Imagine Dragons, all of that. So basically, Joel's um, come back from LA, created Big Fan as a place to help like uplift um, the music community in general. And that, that can be through recording music, it can be through performing music in the venue. So yeah, Big Fan has recording studios and a live music venue. Mm. It's an all-ages venue, so you don't have to be over 18 to play there. Um, and then we have a whole bunch of programs as well as part of our charitable side to help mentor people, um, give them free studio time, free venue hire, uh, paid internships, wow. all these things, man. So it's it's a very cool thing. It, it aligns closely with what I'm about. Um, so I feel very lucky to be a part of it. Paid internships is huge for people who don't Ridiculous. understand in the music industry. Ridiculous, man. A paid internship is <laughs> yeah. unreal. That's so cool to yeah. hear that you guys have those kind of things. And I will say, like, 
Big Van, although being based in Oakland, is something that I've seen artists outside of Tamaki Makoto celebrate. Mm. Like the likes of Tuseka, who like, it's yeah. like when yes. artists come from out of town, they're like, that's where I'm going to go perform. Um, I yeah. saw Ray Leslie's live show <laughs> a couple months ago. Yeah. And can I just say, I was blown. This is how I know that you guys know music. Yeah. Is because I've never heard better audio quality at a live venue. When, Unreal. When I first um, went to Big Fan, so I was there, like, as the building was just finishing being built and when i heard about the venue i was like oh okay it's a charity it's gonna be like cheap gear it's gonna mm. be all of that stuff and then joel like literally um just went all out for it like like the best pa you could get for that size room the room's treated it's definitely like a music first venue mm. where like a lot of other venues um which i still love like <laughs> no just i'll, I'll yeah, go yeah, play yeah. there i love playing at like these other places but this was a venue first and not a bar first mm. so it's it's for music um it sounds ridiculous and yeah i get a bit too used to it like when i go play other places i'm like ah, oh, it's not big fan <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah me and jordan were talking about it on the weekend like when you think of like an intimate gig or an intimate venue usually it's it's bars or pubs or something yeah. like that right yeah but big fan provides you this like really beautiful intimate experience but with like a large stage venue quality yeah um, yeah it is really something special i've really appreciated seeing a lot of the young maori and pacifica initiatives and yeah. things like that and speaking of initiatives yeah uh talk to us a bit about ignite what is it and what does it mean for people so ignite is something that i wish i had when mm. i was um younger coming up into the music industry it's essentially a mentoring program for this current round is for 15 to 18 year olds and it's you're getting paired up with like the craziest industry professionals there are mm. like so um we have an event management stream we have an event production stream so management is like organizing the shows production is like doing live sound all mm. of that stuff uh, and then we have a music production stream where you are basically in the studios making music um and we have some of the most ridiculous mentors so i wish i had them so w one of the production mentors would be someone like josh fountain who does benny he'd like all of benny's stuff all of um page's early stuff uh simon gooding who been working with pink lately like Jeez. um it's just like these crazy people like mm. that you you just don't really get those opportunities through like uni and stuff like so it's like you're you're in there doing it with the best that we have mm. it's yeah i wish i had it man <laughs> yeah it's uh it's something that's been missing for a lot of uh, a lot of generations like hearing just support <laughs> hearing the word support in the yeah. music industry is yeah. like kind of outrageous yeah yeah times are changing man mm. and um i think we all kind of got sick of the gatekeeping mm. when like in reality we're all here to learn off each other mm. um we're all after the same thing and it's really rewarding being able to give people these experiences um yeah so it's a very exciting program um applications are open for this current round that we have oh, nice. we there will be i think another two throughout the year mm -hmm. um, but applications are closing this sunday this sunday yeah okay. it's hotly contested so get your <laughs> applications in nice and where can people go to uh, apply for this um our website so just bigfan.co.nz and we have a little programs tab um if you go on there you can see it on our socials mm. if you go to big fan or ignite on instagram um you'll find the links on there 
Okay, cool. And they'll yeah. be able to find out if uh, any fees or anything like oh, that? Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's completely free. <laughs> it's completely free. free. So why would you not do it? <laughs> yeah, that that's free. Yeah, Outrageous. it's free, man. And yeah, legit, you're working with the best. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! So and it's a eight week course. Yeah, eight weeks. Um, and you've got a few more throughout the year, but people obviously want to get in as soon as possible. They can head over to the Big Fan website, yeah. apply now. Applications yeah. close Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And if you have any, any trouble with anything else, just email email us on the website. We'll we'll get back to you. It's an incredible opportunity. You don't want to miss out on it. Get your applications in now. Um, thank you so much for joining us, and also just thank you for being sort of this. This is going to sound real cheese, but like a shining <laughs> beacon of hope within oh, the industry because it is something that I, I I think when you've worked in it for a while, you know some of the pitfalls. And yeah. to see that there's uh, great leadership out there, especially for our kaimahi kami through our rangatahi, it's, 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 um, it's, it's good to see, you know. Um, so oh, thank man. you so much for your work. And, oh, and thank all the, you, right. All the team at Big Fan for everything you do. Um, it's greatly appreciated. Ah, oh, thank you so much, man. I, I consider myself very fortunate to be able to do these things, so that means a lot, man. Thanks. <laughs> the Tahi. We haven't always been the Tahi, nor have we always been presenters. I haven't always been Sotoma at all. I was once known as Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> in another life. I had an, in another life. And a secret family. I had a, yeah. Thank you. Oh, Harry. Yeah. Secret brothers. Um, <laughs> Dad. Uh, anyway, uh, we have uh, obviously all worked some jobs that may make us appreciate our roles on the Tahi more. We weren't always... I was about to say, we weren't always superstars. <laughs> we weren't always super celebrity, A, A grade celebrities, you know what I mean? I was going to say, we weren't always local dealer celebrities. <laughs> yeah, probably a better way to describe it, but uh, let's go over some of the first jobs. Who wants to kick off, Harry? Sure. In Oamaru? Uh, Bowling alley? <laughs> no. I was in Dunedin by the time I had my first job job. Um, my first job was for a company called Southern Lights and Services. I was a nerd. I was a tech nerd, so I was in my school's, uh, we called it KTVN, Kevna, mm. which is the name of my school, television network. We didn't do any TV. Nice. It was a tech group built around uh, when teachers needed help setting up microphones mm. and <laughs> also like the theatre component of mm. it, so like our school musicals and stuff. Theatre Kid Harry? Theatre Kid Harry. Um, and through that, I had a mentor who was in his last year of high school that was already working down at this business who got me a job casually there. It was actually really cool timing. Forsyth Bar Stadium had just been built in Dunnis. This is some good regional content for the show. Bit of Dunnis chat. Yeah, go on. Um, Forsyth Bar Stadium, the big rugby stadium with the roof that you'd see all the Highlanders games on and sometimes like All Blacks games um, had just been built. And so they brought Aerosmith, Elton John, Paul Simon, this run of pretty big international headline shows for mm. Dunedin, student town. Um, and yeah, I got to work as like a loader, I guess. So packing in and out from the shows, pushing boxes around. Basically, international crew would be there um, and they'd just order you around, tell you what to do. Some pretty crazy moments. I mean, Elton John came out for his sound check and we were all told to turn around. We weren't allowed to look at him. Um, I so would have to... absolutely looked at him. If yeah. someone ever thought, even Elton John, like legend, he got, even if they said you can't look at him, I'd be like, yes, I can. Uh, uh, you're not uh, telling uh, me I can't look at another person. <laughs> so that was pretty crazy. There's a photo of like 15-year-old Harry standing next to a piano that's set up on stage. That just has a generic cover on it, but it says Sir Elton John on it. It's pretty cool. That's way cool the first job. Um, sounds dumb now. Oh, sorry. And then for Aerosmith, 
um, during Wolfmother, which was the main support act, I get a text from my boss saying, hey, they need a main uh, stage camera cable jockey. Do you want to do it? And I said, yeah, sure. So all of a sudden, I'm kind of in the pre-show huddle with this American cameraman that I just met and then the band, Aerosmith, including Steven Tyler. Oh, and wow. I am squatting behind this big kind of fallback speaker for the whole show, just cabling this coil in and out. All I can think of the whole time is like, the next day's news is just like kid being pressed for charges because Steven Tyler tripped over his cable that was messy. <laughs> like I was freaking out, um, but it was crazy. I could see like the order queue that he was ringing off. He didn't know the words. Mm. I don't know if it was because of the state he was in. Or... He's an older gentleman. In my world, he's just famous being Liv Tyler's dad. Yeah, mm. I'm like good for him. Liv Tyler mm. is gorgeous and amazing. Mm. Arwen. And sorry, I'm kind of kind of rambling on a bit here, but there's one more funny moment from that, which was the pack out after that show. Um, we were sent to the dressing rooms to pack them down, just tidy up the the dressing room. Rugby changing rooms turned into like makeshift green rooms for these these uh, acts. And we went into Wolf Mother's green room, and my boss stopped me just before we go in. He's like, "You know what, Harry? You don't have to do this bit. It's you just uh, go back to the stage and see if they need any help." And I'm like, "Oh, it's all good. I can do it." And he's like. Are you sure? Well, step out at any time. They opened the doors to that green room. This is the first time I'd smelt a certain thing that they had been doing <laughs> pre the show in that green room. And it was potent. Mm. <laughs> like, for a kid that hadn't really seen that or whatever before, it was like, whoa. Knocked your, knocked your socks off. And that's me. That was my first job. What was your first job? Oh, man, mine sounds so lame now comparatively to Harry's. He's like, yeah, I met, met Aerosmith. I'm like, okay, well, my first job that I got, I had, like, little jobbies growing up, whatever, mm. like, go clean this lady's windows kind of thing. My first, like, actual job was at the mall in a department store, your store, some may call it, mm. and I'm not going to name the actual name even though we all know what it is because it traumatised me and I hate that place. And every time I go in there, it's, like, actual war flashbacks. Like, mm. horrible. I worked there sucked and then I was like I vowed I will never work at them all again this is horrible I will never do this again two years later back at the same damn job it was awful and then I worked for I had lots of like hospo jobs over the years that was like mostly where I worked overseas I worked in hospo bars pouring the worst drinks you've ever tasted in your life like no idea what I'm doing and then I worked for Thin Lizzy before mm. I worked here Nice. I was a thin Lizzie girl. I stood in the mall, little microphone attached to my face, mm. and I'm like, who wants to get their makeup done? It was hell. It was absolute hell. And I just finished radio school, and I was, like, miserable. Like, I used to take my break in my car and just cry and scream in my car and mm. chain smoke and just, like, cry. <laughs> and then um, Suzanne Paul herself said to me, we had a conversation, and she was like, you should be on the radio. And I was like, Suzanne, I swear to God, like, do not, like, do... Like, I was like, what? Like, do you think I want to do this? Like, mm. oh, my God. Anyway, then I started working here, and they're like, here's your desk. You can go to the bathroom whenever you want. You don't have to tell anybody. You're not in the mall. That's, I was like, this is great. Bad. I'm never leaving. Mm. And to this, I still haven't. And I'm not going. I have no intentions of doing so. <laughs> nice. I like it here. People are nice. There's a coffee machine now. Mm. Like, come on. At the mall, I had to go. I had to park where normal people parked. I didn't even get my own park. So I had to show up an hour early because I worked over Christmas to find a car park. I had to go to the bathroom at the normal like bathrooms. I had to wheel all my shit through the mall. Everyone I went to high school with was there laughing at me. 
God, actually, I'm quite upset about it. Yeah, it was very traumatic. It sucked. It sucked. And my boyfriend at the time refused to get a job, so I was paying his damn rent too. Oh, it was awful. Oh, my God. Why well, made it on his uh, first job? I messaged her. She said, waitress, I think, nothing exciting. Um, she's also a trained barista, but she still hasn't made us coffee, so yeah. I don't buy it. Come on, buddy. Um, I had two jobs before I went into media, which was uh, I cleaned cars at a panel shop. That was huge. I learned how to I learned how to clean a car pretty good. Now, ever since, my cars have always been clean. That's why I get... Um, PTSD when I look at Evie's car. Oh yeah, my car's a mess. Yeah, I look at it sometimes when I park. Next I have a to condition. It I, I don't care. Just, if people get in there and don't like it, they can walk. That's mm. my view. Yeah, I'm putting my trash in there. It's my car. It's my little garbage truck, baby. Uh, and then I was obviously I was a bouncer for like six years. Yeah, sorry. so that was that was something. I I met celebrities. I did meet a lot of celebrities. Chris Rock, very short in person. Yeah, you can tell by his personality. <laughs> it's true. To being honest, most male comedians are short. That's true. Why are we acting all shocked? They are. They're sure. And they got to make up for it somehow. So they oh, get all God. high ego on the stage and start talking shit about women. It's like the fact that I could take him in a fight means he should stop talking about women. You know what I mean? It's my excuse for not being funny. I'm not short enough. That's sad. <laughs> that was really sad. Harry, you're hilarious. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you're you. You're so funny. Thanks, but that explains why Why Dungy is so funny. Because she's she's short. She's she's sorry. a petite. She's I'm petite. so sorry. <laughs> she can't defend herself as she well. Can't, okay, we're, yeah. we're gonna stop here. Cause she <laughs> Say the line. What line? Say the line. Apologize to her. Sorry. Here we go. <laughs> Say it like I mean it now. Sorry.